and welcome back to an episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. And today we're talking about The Flash, Season 3, Episode 3, Magenta. So one of the things that I've said that I like about The Flash before is how they manage to tie their Freak of the Week into the ongoing plotline. Uh, it's something that, for example, I think Smallville did pretty poorly, where it was just like, well, we might have some other stuff going on, but here's what the Meteor Rocks did to somebody, then... They created an ironic villain. Um, but here, we know Flash did Flashpoint. Uh, we know other people had powers. And we know that there's a guy named Dr. Alchemy, who, of course, is this season's big bad, who's going around giving them back their powers. So the Freak of the Week, again, is tied into the main plotline. And I really like that. Um, so this time, uh, we get Barry and Iris going on their official first date. They go to a really fancy, really expensive restaurant, and their date is not going well. Iris has said no flash talk, we're not doing any flash stuff, no flashity flash flash flash. Barry has said okay, and the problem is that when you go on a first date with someone you've known your whole life, I assume because I've never actually done this, but it's not like you don't have the getting to know you chit chat. You don't have the, oh here's a funny story that you haven't heard before. You don't have that. So what do you talk about on a first date? Uh, especially if you're like, um, we agree to leave this part of our lives out of the conversation. It's it's, it's like if, um, say, I went on a date with my wife, Allison, uh, and we both do theater, and we said beforehand, there's going to be no discussion of theater, no discussion of performance, we're not bringing that in. Um, it seems a little bit silly. It's a big part, or at least was a big part of both of our lives. Uh, so that's sort of what happens on this date, and Barry and Iris sort of stare at each other until uh, there's an emergency. Um, and there is a, a bit, a bit of an emergency, because uh, we cut to an apartment, and I don't want to diminish the trauma of uh, abuse or abuse victims uh, or to somehow... It, mm, indicate that it is a less than serious problem, because it's not. But what I do want to say is that stereotypical TV abusive dad comes in. You know this guy. You've seen him. Uh, on a superhero show, usually abusive dad gets his comeuppance. On other shows, uh, he may or may not. But abusive dad comes in and is verbally abusive uh, to his wife and his adopted daughter, he's the kind of guy, I mean, he literally comes in, he says, I put food on the table, I save you from the orphanage, and this is what I get when I walk in, because the food is apparently not ready, and he's, anyway, he's, he's a jerk. So, uh, she sits there for a second, then her eyes glow, uh, magenta, that, that is, that is what happens, and a, uh, a light, a lamppost comes in, and wallops the guy um, in the ribs and head and stuff. So, um, cutting to the chase, uh, the poor girl has uh, disassociated uh, identity disorder, disassociative identity disorder. Magenta is um, the one who can access the superpowers, and she's also the one who's... Uh, that's where that's where only anger goes. That's where, uh, that's where that's going on, so that's why the dad was attacked. Um, 
Oh, shoot, no, I'm totally wrong. Whoa, no, it's not Magenta that causes uh, Cisco to tell uh, Barry and Iris to get back to Star Labs. It's the fact that a breach opens. And who should come through the breach but good old Harrison Wells? I, I knew we needed... Uh, I knew we needed, essentially, Science Dad. We needed Science Dad to come back to the lab because the team wasn't quite complete without him. And he brings his daughter, Jessie. Uh, and as we all know, he's been calling her Jessie Quick, and Jessie Quick is, of course, a speedster in the DC Universe. So Jessie has picked up her speed after getting hit by uh, the Dark Matter explosion last season when the Flash was getting his powers back. So she's picked up her speed. Um, Wally West has some feelings about this because he really wants to be a speedster and is not yet, but his name is Wally West. And as we all know, Wally West is the third Flash in DC continuity. So at some point, Wally's going to be getting his powers. Um, so Jesse comes through. Uh, Harrison Wells is not at all excited by the idea of his daughter being a speedster, and he's trying to talk her out of it, and he's trying to get everybody else to talk her out of it. Okay, so that's what happens there. Uh, at the precinct, we go back to the precinct, Julian and Barry are still having problems. Uh, Barry comes up to Joe with a report on the Magenta uh, instance, and he's like, it could have been a guy with super strength, but I mean, there's no, we're not really sure about that. And then Julian comes in and says, it can't, it can't be a guy with super strength, that's ridiculous, and Barry's theory is totally and completely wrong. Which, which it is, but Barry has also, like, beforehand admitted that that's his best guess, but he doesn't necessarily think that's the case. Um, so the deal is that Magenta has magnetic powers. Magenta. Magnet. I, I don't know. Don't, don't look at me. I, I didn't come up with the name. Uh, Cisco, in fact, is not in favor of the name Magenta, but, uh, but there you go. Um, so... A lot of the rest of this is basically people trying to talk to Wally about how it's okay to not have powers and people trying to talk Jesse out of using her powers. And this sort of culminates at one point with Wally and Jesse having a conversation and Wally asking Jesse how she got her powers and Jesse saying that, well, a, a car ran a red light and was going to hit me and then all of a sudden I zoomed out of the way. So Wally, of course, steps into traffic to try to jumpstart his powers. And it doesn't work and there's a lot of, like, yelling at Wally for being dumb, um, and it's, it's just, man, he wants a speed, he, he's got the need, the need for speed, he can't drive 55, etc., 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 um, I don't know when he's gonna get his powers, uh, I'm, I, I'm assuming it's going to be soon, but we'll find out, I, I hope he doesn't get his powers from the bad guy, I, there's some hints that things are trending that way, but, but who knows, okay, so, there's, uh, a, a bunch of talk um, about uh, there, there's a bunch of talk about that uh, Magenta um, whose non-Magenta name I can now no longer remember is at the police station being questioned about what happened to her father uh, Julian figures out that she's the meta and confronts her and starts yelling at her, she turns into Magenta and starts, you know there's a big metal plaque on the wall. I mean, it looks bronze, but I guess it's got some ferrous metal in there because she pulls it off the wall and almost onto Julian until the Flash saves him. The Flash goes to, to confront her and try to talk her down. Magenta's having none of it. She's very, very angry. And uh, the Flash, uh, basically, she hoists a police car up in the air with her magnetic powers, and the Flash has to save the guy in the car, and, and therefore she gets away. 
And she actually manages to find alchemy. Apparently alchemy does have some sort of base of operations and people go to it. And she's like, I don't have what I want. My other personality is still here. And that's a thing that happens. Uh, Iris decides that she's going to talk to TV abusive dad number 376 and uh, get some more information about what's going on. So she goes to talk to him. She figures out he's abusive uh, she figures out that he got hit with the lamppost to get, um, you know, in in return for the abuse he was heaping on his uh, adopted daughter, and that she's probably into some kind of payback. So Iris is trying to get people to move him. At the same time, Magenta is enacting her revenge. And here's the thing. Magenta has, like, in terms of raw strength, Magneto-level ability, which is a, like... Dang, that is like a big thing to throw in to any sort of um, any sort of superhero something when you've got somebody who's that powerful. And I know she's that powerful because she has decided to crush the hospital building with a tanker, right? That's what she's decided to use. It's huge. Uh, so they, um, let's see, back at Star Labs, I figure out where Magenta is. Barry zips off to, you know, do his thing. Uh, they see the tanker, like, there's a whole thing, like, there's a tanker moving there, like, Barry doesn't have super strength, Barry's on his way, he doesn't know what he's gonna do, nobody knows what he's gonna do. He gets to the roof of the building, and he's like, well, maybe I can do this thing where I create an air funnel, and Cisco and Wells are both like, that's not gonna be strong enough, and he's like, not with my arms, but if I run around, and Wells is like, run in a figure eight fashion, that's gonna get the wind to do something, and it'll create enough lift to keep a tanker uh, in the air. Uh, and then, of course, they realize that there is no option but to send Jesse out because Wally can't keep the tanker from hitting the hospital and deal with Magenta. So Jesse gets sent out. She takes Wally's place and is running in the figure eight. And he does something that's kind of nice. He talks Magenta down. He's like, look, you're really angry. I get that. You can't do this because if you if you do this, you're going to end up being just like your dad who can't deal with any of his own mistakes, so takes his mistakes out on other people, and it's it's kind of a nice scene. It's it's really pretty cool. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, so that's nice. Uh, he talks her out of it. There's a, a later scene with uh, her, the Magenta, back at uh, Star Labs, talking to everybody, and they're like, hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, we found you another foster home in Keystone City. We're, we're letting you go. This is not your fault. Uh, and she's like, well, what do I do if Magenta comes back? And Flash is just like, fight it. And if you need help, we'll be there. So I'm sure we're going to see her later on in the season. Honestly, I have to say, I would I would like to see... I would like to see Magenta back uh, as maybe a guest ally rather than an adversary. But but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, then we get a scene, uh, Iris and, and Barry are on another date, and Barry's like, hey, we can't leave this Flash stuff behind, which is, you know, like, Iris is on Team Flash, they, there's, it's a big chunk of their lives, they really do need to embrace it. So, Wally speeds her off to somewhere, uh, near an ocean, there's, like, she's on a bay, there's a beautiful view, and 
They start having their date. Then Joe's like, Barry, you got to come back to the station. And she's like, go. And, and I mean, this is this is the thing. Uh, the Flash is always going to interrupt Barry's personal life. So I think what they need to do is just accept that that's going to happen and accept that several times during a date, he might have to zip out and fix things. Um, or to just, rather than having formal dates, try to get time when they can, and then maybe plan formal dates when things are in a slow period. I don't know. It is difficult. I'm not saying that uh, I agree with the the premise of all of the shows so far, which is if you're a superhero, you can't have a healthy, fulfilling relationship, but it is going to be difficult because, you know, you basically have this other job or you're a vigilante or whatnot. All right. So, um... Back at the station, we see what happened to the rival. We see that Alchemy has killed him. There's footage from Iron Heights. They're trying to keep it under wraps. Um, and uh, Julian is like, have you ever heard this before? you ever heard the name Alchemy? And Barry lies and says no. And then he and Joe have a conversation about, well, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Flashpoint stuff that's going to be happening in the future. And uh, I think... That, that's that's where we leave things, and that means that's where we're going to leave this episode. Um, I like that Harrison Wells is back. I like that we've got Science Dad back. I like that Jesse Quick is back. Um, I like that The Flash is basically starting to assemble not only a team of uh, support... Well, he already has a team of support folks, but Cisco might be ready for the field in a little while. Um, uh, Jesse Quick is going to be there to support him, and of course Kid Flash, Wally West who's going to hate the name Kid Flash, but that's what he's got, is is going to show up at some point um, during the show. So it's not just going to be Barry out there by himself, which I, I think is for the best. I honestly think you can do more with a team show than you can with a single superhero show, which is why we have Team Arrow and Team Flash. I want to point out that, by the way, according to DC Logic, you, if you're a superhero, you... Um, you accumulate around you other superheroes of your type, right? Arrow, uh, the Green Arrow inspires other vigilantes, some some of which take his shtick, some of which have their own shtick. Uh, Flash is collecting speedsters. Um, Alan Moore actually, I think, I think Alan Moore wrote this, but there's uh, an, an essay, an in-world essay in the front of one of the top ten graphic novels about, yeah, like, look, you start out as... John Q. Public, and then your neighbor from across the way who has a crush on you comes out and is Susie Q. Public, and then you have kids and it's Jane Q. Public, and whatnot. Um, so that, that's that's the kind of thing that happens. You accrete superheroes of your own type around you. Now, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the way this works, but it is kind of cute to watch. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that in The Flash, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, recording more episodes. So hope you enjoyed this one, and I hope you're having a good day. Bye.